All right, we're up out of here. Bye, Herbie. Yep. Bye, bye. Bye, All right, we'll be right back. All right, you guys, listen, listen. Let me go first. All right, let's roll. Stay in the grass. Stay in the grass. The car's coming. So, uh, yep, this is me recording a podcast. And, you know, maybe it's out of just frustration or laziness or whatever, but I was going to do this after uh, my kids and I got back from a bike ride. And I, was, <laughs> and I was just like, why? Hey, guys, calm down, calm down. And... and and like, I think we all do this. Like, I'm definitely not gonna be a hypocrite because I do this all the time. Hey guys, use your brakes. But you try to be this person in public and then when you get home, you but y'all better not, right? Exactly, straight ahead. And, you know, we just do this out of respect for other people. So don't get me wrong, it's not negative, but hey, I'll say why not have a, have a podcast going as life is going, right? So right now, I know you hear all that wind. Alright, use your brakes. Use your brakes. Alright, so um yeah, but I'm obviously <laughs> on a bike ride with my kids. Yep, I see. And I'm re- and I'm recording a podcast. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know. My kids should not have to completely miss their daddy because I want to record something, but still. I should be able to record something with my kids being around, right, Jojo? Because he's always watching. He, he he pulled up right beside me, like, what you talking about, Daddy? So um, today is Labor Day, right, Lemuel? So what so what did you know how to do this morning? No school. That's what that's what the kids know it as. No school, no school, right? Um, but Labor Day definitely had its you know origins and uh, the workers just being recognized because. It, <laughs> The work week used to be seven days, you know. Um, there used to be no such thing as a 40-hour work week. It was you just worked until we told you not to. So that's why we're off school today, and a lot of places are closed. But I, but you still have just to look at the, the structure of our society. And although we do have different laws and practice and different things that protect people like they didn't 100 years ago, 150 years ago, <laughs> you could still go get a Whopper from Burger King today. You could still go get, you know, um, gas at a gas station. So you still have a population of people who have to still work. A population of people economically who must work. And you know, of course you have your essential occupations, you know, your doctors, firefighters, policemen, but you already have, I mean, but you always have those. So the holiday is irrelevant when you're talking about your civil servants that'll work because they're going to work all the time because they have to. Same thing with your nurses, you know, people like that. But, um, hey guys, there's a car up here. Stop, 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 stop. Let's turn around, turn around, turn around. Cool. So on this Labor Day, I just want us to still remember the people that have less money, have, have less opportunity, are forced to work on our quote unquote holiday, you know about of all things you know workers <laughs> so let me focus on the kids we are going on a bike ride it's okay it's okay and uh i'll hit y'all back enjoy your labor day with your family but just remember the people that came before us peace and love to you all right y'all say bye lemuel say bye niha say bye
As you say bye. Bye. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good peoples. I am on my way to school, so if you hear traffic or cars passing, me blowing my horn, then you know why. Don't worry, it's hands-free, so I'm being safe. Um, but I started uh, started a podcast yesterday, and you might be able to hear like half of it because of all the wind, but I just decided to be um, just a little bit more transparent. And hey, when I'm riding bikes with my kids, you know, we spoke about Labor Day, I'm driving to school, I'm gonna be speaking about things. So I think it's perfectly acceptable to hear background noise, to hear, like I said, life, life. This is life happening. I'm not in a booth sitting down with people drowning out the background noise and cue cards. I'm a, you know, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a teacher, I'm all these things. I'm a coach and I'm driving to work in the morning. <laughs> so I only have but so much time on my hands. Um, I think it's only fitting that today's episode is just kind of like uh, me going back in time a little bit. I found a, a voice recorder of mine um, and it's filled with like, you know, over a hundred and some things and it's just kind of me just going in and um, just kind of explaining or exploring different options and one of the things that I remember not speaking about specifically at first because I felt like it was so absurd was Colin Kaepernick kneeling I just felt like yeah of course I knew that certain people wouldn't like it but for the most part he's kneeling before the anthem not a big deal this will blow over you know two years later Colin Kaepernick is still unsigned um you know just to give a little history to the case like we should all know but in case we don't Colin Kaepernick is an NFL a quarterback who started kneeling in the preseason to protest injustice of black and brown Americans at the hands of police, specifically, right? Moment of silence, let's protest. Um, let's try to make sure that people are aware of what's going on, so on and so forth, right? Well, to make a long story short, um, certain individuals took that as a disrespect to the flag, to the country, so on and so forth. Colin Kaepernick has now been out of the league for two years. He was a free agent. Uh, he wasn't, and his contract wasn't picked up by anybody. But anyway, I saw one that water underneath the bridge, right? So yesterday uh, on Labor Day, Nike unveiled its its ad campaign for its 30th anniversary of Just Do It. And who's the figure of that? Colin Kaepernick. So <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, like they have a picture of him with his afro out. And I think it reads, uh, it's oh, ha, it's slipping my mind, to be honest. Like, I remember just seeing the picture. But it's something to the effect that um, it's always okay to stick to your guns. Like, always do the right thing. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of a nod to the Martin Luther King Jr. quote um, that it's always the right time to do the right thing. That's not what it says. So don't, <laughs> please don't quote. That is not what it says at all. But it's along the lines of that. All right? Um, and then, of course, tons of white people are freaking out and burning and cutting their Nike symbols out of their clothes, which I think is even like if you're going to protest Nike in a stupid way, you should just burn their stuff. Right. And, and like I said, it is a stupid way. But if you're going to cut out the swoosh, like you're still going to wear their stuff <laughs> it, like it doesn't change that it was made by Nike. Right. And a lot of people are, are, are definitely rightfully pointing out that, hey, like if you really feel that passionately about it, donate your stuff to the homeless shelter. Don't donate your stuff to, you know, people that need it. Don't just destroy it to uh, prove a stupid point. But honestly, you know, Colin Kaepernick and, and all those things, it's not even my point today. Um, this is kind of like a recurring theme, and I've realized it just 
some of my frustration with America with, um, you know, just to be honest with white people sometimes, it's like, why don't they get it? Why don't they see it? Why can't they see the injustice? Why can't they see this? And I think for the most part, a lot of people do see injustice and they see when things are going on wrong. But if we're just being honest, you know, there's a couple of different answers to that question. But I think one of the biggest reasons is that um, is that there's just so much on people's plates there. And, and uh, like this is what I said about Trump when, when when Trump was elected in the first like six months, just all this crazy stuff was happening with the Muslim ban and the courts. And I told people, I was like, man, Trump is going to get away with a lot of what he's doing just because people are going to be tired of just fighting, just like tired of arguing. Like he's going to throw so much crazy stuff out there and a lot of it will get shot down. But some of it will just stick just because it's so much crazy stuff to argue with. You're just going to throw your hands up eventually. And I think in America, that's how a lot of white people feel. A lot of black people, a lot of Hispanic people, um, a lot of Muslim people, you know, a lot of age. I mean, just you take any people group in America and you ask them their opinion of injustice and racism. And I just think a lot of people are just tired. They're just tired because there's just so much out there. There's so much bigotry. There's so much hate. There's also other things going on. You know, you look at the Me Too movement, which is definitely valid. I'm not in any way, shape or form kind of ranking these these social issues. You kind of look at what's still going on in the Middle East, what's going on um, in Syria still to this day, what's going on in Iraq, um, what's going on with uh, the Rhododesia people um, being uh, um, up in Asia. Um, like you go through all these Flint water, I mean Flint, Michigan, people still don't have clean water. So you have all of these different groups of people facing injustice. And then you have a group of black people that's like, well, black lives matter, you know, you know, stop killing us in the street. And right or wrong, some people are just like, OK, hey, uh, everybody has problems. You know, that's just your problem. Like like I specifically asked one of my white friends because we were having a, a, it was me and uh, two other guys and both of them were white. And, and like we were having a conversation about a lot of different things, just about our life, about religion, things of that nature. And then, you know, like I kind of spoke my piece on on race and things of that nature. And we had definitely spoken before about things. We had definitely spoken about deep topics, but we've never had this type of conversation. And afterwards, I, like, I kind of just asked him, I was like, what do you feel about, you know, when I say things like, hey, like, I just don't want to be assaulted or killed because of my skin color and other people that look like me, blah, 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 right? You kind of just fill in the blank. And he said, honestly, you know, like, my heart breaks for you. Like, I don't want that to happen, but I got my own struggles too. And by no means was he rude because, like I said, this was... This was in a three hour conversation. So I like I literally wanted to know. And like, I think I prefaced the question with, you know, do do like white people really feel like the world is attacking them? Do like white people really feel like, I mean, truly speaking, because I, you know, like I read things online. I hear certain bigots, of course, and they're extreme to the right. And I hear, you know, and there's some people that are extreme to the left. But just the average white person in America, do you really feel like the world is out to get you like minorities are just asking for too much, so on and so forth? And he said, no, no, I, I, I don't feel like that. But there are times I feel like, you know, I got my own problems, too. I got my own problems, too. And I appreciate him for being honest because it frustrates me that sometimes I'm just like, like, what's going on? Um, but anyway, not to ramble. I always like to look look at history because you can never really just understand something without looking at the past motivations, you know, nothing ever happens in a vacuum, meaning that there's not just one isolated event that that 
quote unquote isolated event definitely was preceded by, you know, many other things, just depending on how far that you want to go down the rabbit hole. So when you look at America and, 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 and I think that there's like at times now, once again, you always have people to the extreme right. You're, you're going to have extremely racist people. That's just part of it. You're going to always have people to the extreme left. And I really don't like the words right and left, but hey, just for sake of time, like I'll use those. Um, and then you'll always have people that are extremely progressive, just loving everybody. And sometimes that's not practical. Like, I'll just be the first to say, sometimes it's not practical. But what I'm talking about is just the average person in America. And the average person in America, um, if you're not super introspective, you're going to be affected by the racism that is so intrinsic to America. It's just part of our fabric of who we are. It's just part of the fabric of what makes this country this country. You know, there's no getting around it, right? And I think that one of the biggest issues that we have is that we do ourselves and our children a huge disservice by just not acknowledging and articulating the negative points of America early, like very early in people's uh, lifespan. So if you take a three, four, five-year-old, six-year-old kid and say, hey, you know, there's a lot of great things about America, but, but guess what? America was founded on stolen land from the Indians. And they'll be like, oh, that's crazy. Well, did we give it back? No, we still have the land, but we want to be respectful of the Native Americans and be able to acknowledge their contribution to our country right like it doesn't change the fact that we're not going to give back the land to native americans in any capacity we've just basically placated you know just threw out hey you can have some casinos right um same thing you know with with slavery hey you know america was a amazing place but it also enslaved millions of people wow it enslaved us did they do anything for those people no we didn't and if you can look today but is that ever going to happen i don't know I don't know, but that's the problem is that we grow up and I say we because I mean everyone, we grow up with this idea that America is amazing and it's great and it is, but the fact that it doesn't have any problems is just asinine. It's it's insane to not acknowledge, you know, the genocide of the Native Americans, the the uh, rape and pillage and the um the enslavement of Africans, the uh, you know, even if you go to like like Labor Day itself and and like workers unions and things of that nature like violence have long been part of america it's not uniquely uh save for the minority population i mean there's ex there's instances in which you know mining companies go when they i mean they kill the whole camp if they're not working and that's white people right i mean like violence is part of america we can't ignore that but we also can't ignore the fact that racism and essentially the genocide of a, of, a, of a whole group of Native Americans is how we had the basis of this country. Like, there's no skirting that fact. There's no way to get around it. That's not saying that I don't benefit from being in this country. That's not saying that there aren't amazing things in this country, but it's also stating the fact. And I'll kind of wrap it up with this. You know, um, I definitely understand that these are difficult topics to discuss. These are difficult topics to kind of conversate about because they're uncomfortable, like they don't feel good. And there's part of me that I want to be as positive as possible. I, I think that if you know me personally and that if you see me on a daily or weekly basis that, that I try to the best of my abilities to be a positive energy. Like we all have energy, we all have a presence. And I try to be aware of my, my energy and presence, and I try to make that as positive as possible. Um, so I understand that these topics might not be the light of the world and, you know, 
the thing that picks you up on your Monday morning drive to work. But my dad is a pastor. <laughs> and we're from the South. And I just remember, you know, just old school, just just the just the Old Testament prophets, you know, from Jonah to to Elijah, to all these prophets that are that essentially spoke to the people, spoke to different populations, spoke to different groups of people, and entire communities hated them. I mean, like they didn't want to hear anything they had to say. And these these prophets kept on speaking truth to power. Some of them were stoned and killed. Some of them were exalted because they, you know, spoke God's word. But for the most part, these prophets were ostracized and they weren't even accepted by their own country, by their own um, countrymen. And I am by no no way do I claim to be a prophet. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, that's the mantle that I'm taking. If I have to speak this and if this has to be my reality and, 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 if, and if I have to say what people just don't want to hear, what's just I'm tired of hearing this dude talk about the same old, same old stuff. Well, that's my cross to bear. That's my cross to bear. But you know what? I got I got a fire in my soul. You know, I have something in my heart that just won't be extinguished and it won't be laid down. And I am and I'm more than open to expressing so many different concepts and ideas with any logical person who wants to think who wants to engage, who wants to understand. But you know what? I should not have to sacrifice my humanity and the humanity of, of people that look like me to say, you know what? There's, there's a lot of bad going on, so let me just put this on the shelf. Nah, forget that. We can talk about what's going on in the Me Too community. We can talk about um, um, what's going on in Syria and things of that nature. And, and, and I believe that everyone has the ability to be empathetic all the time, myself included. I can always be empathetic. Now, I might not be able to give you time. I might not be able to, well, not like give you time, but like I might not be able to invest like, hey, I'm going to spend, you know, two hours a week on this topic. And that's fine. Everyone has to judge how much energy and time that they are willing to give. But at the end of the day, I can always lend a listening ear and I can always be compassionate to someone else going through something. That's, that will never change. You know, like Martin Luther King Jr. said, um, a threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Like I'm very well, I'm very well, well aware of that fact. Uh, so by no means do I feel like the plight of the black community supersedes other things. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to stop talking about this. I'm not going to shut up, basically, is what I'm saying. I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to continue to speak my piece. Like, I'm going to continue to say the things that need to be said because it's important. It's important. And until these things aren't issues, then you're going to have somebody speaking out against it. And as opposed to being frustrated, I think sometimes we spend more time being frustrated at what's being said than the reality of the actual thing, right? Like, why do you always have to talk about this? Why does this always have to be an issue? Well, these, these are certain people's realities that they can escape. So as much as we don't want to hear it, other people don't want to live it, right? But hey, it is what it is. Um, I hope this gave you something, even if it's just one person out there. I know I have like five followers, six followers, so I do appreciate y'all for listening to me. Um, and keep it locked because we got more coming. Peace and love to y'all. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good peoples. I am on my way to school, so if you hear traffic or cars passing, me blowing my horn, then you know why. Don't worry, it's hands-free, so I'm being safe. Um, but I started uh, started a podcast yesterday, and you might be able to hear like half of it because of all the wind. But 
I just decided to be um, just a little bit more transparent. And hey, when I'm riding bikes with my kids, you know, we spoke about Labor Day. I'm driving to school. I'm gonna be speaking about things. So I think it's perfectly acceptable to hear background noise, to hear, like I said, life, life. This is life happening. I'm not in a booth sitting down with people drowning out the background noise and cue cards. I'm a you know, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a teacher, I'm all these things, I'm a coach, and I'm driving to work in the morning. <laughs> so I only have but so much time on my hands. Um, I think it's only fitting that today's episode is just kind of like uh, me going back in time a little bit. I found a, a voice recorder of mine, um, and it's filled with like, you know, over a hundred and some things, and it's just kind of me just going in and um, just kind of explaining or exploring different options and one of the things that I remember not speaking about specifically at first because I felt like it was so absurd was Colin Kaepernick kneeling I just felt like yeah of course I knew that certain people wouldn't like it but for the most part he's kneeling before the anthem not a big deal this will blow over you know two years later Colin Kaepernick is still unsigned um you know just give a little history to the case like we should all know but in case we don't Colin Kaepernick is an NFL a quarterback who started kneeling in the preseason to protest injustice of black and brown Americans at the hands of police, specifically, right? Moment of silence, let's protest. Um, let's try to make sure that people are aware of what's going on, so on and so forth, right? Well, to make a long story short, um, certain individuals took that as a disrespect to the flag, to the country, so on and so forth. Colin Kaepernick has now been out of the league for two years. He was a free agent. Uh, he wasn't, and his contract wasn't picked up by anybody. But anyway, I saw one that water underneath the bridge, right? So yesterday uh, on Labor Day, Nike unveiled its its ad campaign for its 30th anniversary of Just Do It. And who's the figure of that? Colin Kaepernick. So <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, like they have a picture of him with his afro out. And I think it reads, uh, it's oh, uh, it's slipping my mind, to be honest. Like, I remember just seeing the picture. But it's something to the effect that um, it's always okay to stick to your guns. Like, always do the right thing. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of a nod to the Martin Luther King Jr. quote um, that it's always the right time to do the right thing. That's not what it says. So don't, <laughs> please don't quote. That is not what it says at all. But it's along the lines of that. All right? Um... And then, of course, tons of white people are freaking out and burning and cutting their Nike symbols out of their clothes, which I think is even, like, if you're going to protest Nike in a stupid way, you should just burn their stuff, right? And, and like I said, it is a stupid way. But if you're going to cut out the swoosh, like, you're still going to wear their stuff. <laughs> it, like, it doesn't change that it was made by Nike, right? And a lot of people are, are, are definitely rightfully pointing out that, hey, like, if you really feel that passionately about it, donate your stuff to the homeless shelter. Don't donate your stuff to, you know, people that need it. Don't just destroy it to uh, prove a stupid point. But honestly, you know, Colin Kaepernick and, and all those things, it's not even my point today. Um, this is kind of like a recurring theme, and I've realized it. Just some of my frustration with America with... Um, you know, just to be honest with white people, sometimes it's like, why don't they get it? Why don't they see it? Why can't they see the injustice? Why can't they see this? And I think for the most part, a lot of people do see injustice and they see when things are going on wrong. But if we're just being honest, you know, there's a couple of different answers to that question. But I think one of the biggest reasons is that um, is that there's just so much on people's plates. 
there and and like this is what I said about Trump when 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 Trump was elected in the first like six months, just all this crazy stuff was happening with the Muslim ban and the courts. And I told people, I was like, man, Trump is going to get away with a lot of what he's doing just because people are going to be tired of just fighting, just like tired of arguing. Like he's going to throw so much crazy stuff out there and a lot of it will get shot down. But some of it will just stick just because it's so much crazy stuff to argue with. You're just going to throw your hands up eventually. And I think in America, that's how a lot of white people feel. A lot of black people, a lot of Hispanic people, um, a lot of Muslim people, you know, a lot of Asian. I mean, just you take any people group in America and you ask them their opinion of injustice and racism. And I just think a lot of people are just tired. They're just tired because there's just so much out there. There's so much bigotry. There's so much hate. There's also other things going on. You know, you look at the Me Too movement, which is definitely valid. I'm not in any way, shape or form kind of ranking these these social issues. You kind of look at what's still going on in the Middle East, what's going on um, in Syria still to this day, what's going on in Iraq, um, what's going on with uh, the Rhododesia people um, being uh, um, up in Asia. Um, like you go through all these Flint water I mean, Flint, Michigan, people still don't have clean water. So you have all of these different groups of people facing injustice. And then you have a group of black people that's like, well, black lives matter, you know, you know, stop killing us in the street. And right or wrong, some people are just like, okay, hey, uh, everybody has problems, you know, that's just your problem. Like, like I specifically asked one of my white friends because we were having to, it was me and uh, two other guys and both of them were white. and, And like, we were having a conversation about a lot of different things, just about our life about religion, things of that nature. And then, you know, like I kind of spoke my piece on on race and things of that nature. And we had definitely spoken before about things. We had definitely spoken about deep topics, but we've never had this type of conversation. And afterwards, I, like I kind of just asked him, I was like, what do you feel about, you know, when I say things like, hey, like I just don't want to be assaulted or killed because of my skin color and other people that look like me, blah, 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 right? You kind of just fill in the blank. And he said, honestly, you know, like my heart breaks for you. Like, I don't want that to happen, but I got my own struggles too. And by no means was he rude because like I said, this was, this was in a three hour conversation. So I like, I literally wanted to know. And like, I think I prefaced the question with, you know, do, do like white people really feel like the world is attacking them? Do like white people really feel like, I mean, truly speaking, because I, you know, like I read things online, I hear certain bigots, of course, and they're extreme to the right. And I hear, you know, and there's some people that are extreme to the left, but just the average white person in America, do you really feel like the world is out to get you? Like minorities are just asking for too much, so on and so forth. And he said, no, no, I, I, I don't feel like that. But there are times I feel like, you know, I got my own problems too. I got my own problems too. And I appreciate him for being honest because it frustrates me that sometimes I'm just like, like, what's going on? Um, but anyway, not to ramble, I always like to look, look at history because you can never really just understand something without looking at the past motivations. You know, nothing ever happens in a vacuum, meaning that there's not just one isolated event that that quote unquote isolated event definitely was preceded by, you know, many other things, just depending on how far that you want to go down the rabbit hole. So when you look at America and, 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 and I think that there's like at times now, once again, you always have people to the extreme right. You're, 
you're going to have extremely racist people. That's just part of it. You're going to always have people to the extreme left. And I really don't like the words right and left, but hey, just for sake of time, like I'll use those. Um, and then you'll always have people that are extremely progressive, just loving everybody. And sometimes that's not practical. Like, I'll just be the first to say, sometimes it's not practical. But what I'm talking about is just the average person in America. And the average person in America, um, if you're not super introspective, you're going to be affected by the racism that is so intrinsic to America. It's just part of our fabric of who we are. It's just part of the fabric of what makes this country this country. You know, there's no getting around it, right? And I think that one of the biggest issues that we have is that we do ourselves and our children a huge disservice by just not acknowledging and articulating the negative points of America early, like very early in people's uh, lifespans. So if you take a three, four, five-year-old, six-year-old kid and say, hey, you know, there's a lot of great things about America, but, but guess what? America was founded on stolen land from the Indians. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. Well, did we give it back? No, we still have the land, but we want to be respectful of the Native Americans and be able to acknowledge their contribution to our country right like it doesn't change the fact that we're not going to give back the land to native americans in any capacity we've just basically placated you know just threw out hey you can have some casinos right um same thing you know with with slavery hey you know america was a amazing place but it also enslaved millions of people wow it enslaved those did they do anything for those people no we didn't and if you can look today but is that ever going to happen i don't know I don't know, but that's the problem is that we grow up and I say we because I mean everyone, we grow up with this idea that America is amazing and it's great and it is, but the fact that it doesn't have any problems is just asinine. It's it's insane to not acknowledge, you know, the genocide of the Native Americans, the the uh, rape and pillage and the um the enslavement of Africans, the uh, you know, even if you go to like like Labor Day itself and and like workers unions and things of that nature, like violence have long been part of America. It's not uniquely uh, saved for the minority population. I mean, there's, ex there's instances in which, you know, mining companies go when they, I mean, they kill the whole camp if they're not working and that's white people, right? I mean, like violence is part of America. We can't ignore that, but we also can't ignore the fact that racism and essentially the genocide of a, of, a, of a whole group of Native Americans is how we had the basis of this country. Like, there's no skirting that fact. There's no way to get around it. That's not saying that I don't benefit from being in this country. That's not saying that there aren't amazing things in this country, but it's also stating the fact. And I'll kind of wrap it up with this. You know, um, I definitely understand that these are difficult topics to discuss. These are difficult topics to kind of conversate about because they're uncomfortable, like they don't feel good. And there's part of me that I want to be as positive as possible. I, I think that if you know me personally and that if you see me on a daily or weekly basis that, that I try to the best of my abilities to be a positive energy. Like we all have energy, we all have a presence. And I try to be aware of my, my energy and presence, and I try to make that as positive as possible. Um, so I understand that these topics might not be the light of the world and, you know, the thing that picks you up on your Monday morning drive to work, but my dad is a pastor. <laughs> and we're from the South, and I just remember, you know, just old school, just 
just the just the Old Testament prophets, you know, from Jonah to to Elijah to all these prophets that are that essentially spoke to the people, spoke to different populations, spoke to different groups of people, and entire communities hated them. I mean, like they didn't want to hear anything they had to say. And these these prophets kept on speaking truth to power. Some of them were stoned and killed. Some of them were exalted because they, you know, spoke God's word. But for the most part, these prophets were ostracized and they weren't even accepted by their own country, by their own um, countrymen. And I am by no, no way do I claim to be a prophet. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, that's the mantle that I'm taking. If I have to speak this, and if this has to be my reality, and, 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 if, and if I have to say what people just don't want to hear, what's just, I'm tired of hearing this dude talk about the same old, same old stuff, well, that's my cross to bear. That's my cross to bear. But you know what? I got, I got a fire in my soul. You know, I have something in my heart that just won't be extinguished, and it won't be laid down. And I am, and I'm more than open to expressing so many different concepts and ideas with any logical person who wants to think who wants to engage, who wants to understand. But you know what? I should not have to sacrifice my humanity and the humanity of, of people that look like me to say, you know what? There's, there's a lot of bad going on, so let me just put this on the shelf. Nah, forget that. We can talk about what's going on in the Me Too community. We can talk about um, um, what's going on in Syria and things of that nature. And, and, and I believe that everyone has the ability to be empathetic all the time, myself included. I can always be empathetic. Now, I might not be able to give you time. I might not be able to, well, not like give you time, but like I might not be able to invest like, hey, I'm going to spend, you know, two hours a week on this topic. And that's fine. Everyone has to judge how much energy and time that they are willing to give. But at the end of the day, I can always lend a listening ear and I can always be compassionate to someone else going through something. That's, that will never change. You know, like Martin Luther King Jr. said, um, a threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Like I'm very well, I'm very well, well aware of that fact. Uh, so by no means do I feel like the plight of the black community supersedes other things. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to stop talking about this. I'm not going to shut up. Basically is what I'm saying. I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to continue to speak my piece. Like I'm going to continue to say the things that need to be said because it's important. It's important. And until these things aren't issues, then you're going to have somebody speaking out against it. And as opposed to being frustrated, I think sometimes we spend more time being frustrated at what's being said than the reality of the actual thing, right? Like, why do you always have to talk about this? Why does this always have to be an issue? Well, these, these are certain people's realities that they can escape. So as much as we don't want to hear it, other people don't want to live it, right? But hey, it is what it is. Um, I hope this gave you something, even if it's just one person out there. I know I have like five followers, six followers, so I do appreciate y'all for listening to me. Um, and keep it locked because we got more coming. Peace and love to y'all.